0: I've really been listening to the new Yoko Ono. Doesn't surprise me fucking bellend.
1: Hello and
2: welcome to Different Times Podcast. I am Daniel Sargent and to my perpendicular oblong right, it's Paul Waller.
0: Hello! Hey, that went down well. It's yeah. good. It's good start. Good start? You happy with that start? Can we go move forward? I'm never happy. I'm a perfectionist. Alright, okay. Well, we'll we improve next week. Dan, this is how we kick it off. It's a regular thing now. Don't like, we usually start by you saying, what have you been doing? Yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah, Fucking hell. This has gone pretty bad. Yeah. Let's not start again, though. Let's keep it going. Oh. Dan, what have you been doing this week, Dan? I haven't been doing a
2: lot, um, but I do have a couple of albums that I want to talk about and some bits of news. Now, you know I'm a fan of the band Ghost. Not G-O-S-T. No, G-H-O-S-T, with the Nameless Ghouls and the Papas and the Religious Satanism. I love that band. I love them. Uh, well, Tobias Forge who is the man behind Ghost, who is now Cardinal Copia, uh, was interviewed on some radio programme last week in America, right. and he revealed that Ghost have a new EP. Well, he didn't outright say it. He said, we might have a new EP coming out next year. It might already be recorded, and it's not covers. Oh, I was just about to
0: say, <laughs> is it covers?
2: Their covers are so good. They are awesome, but I'm actually really looking forward to some fresh tracks. What? They've just
0: released the other one. What, Four months ago yeah four maybe five yeah but they always do that they release an album and then a little ep after don't they yeah, i guess they're one of the bands that actually can get away with it and that people do give a shit about like being uh sort of like really hook line and sinker in the music business right now it really doesn't serve smaller bands to do eps at all yet I used to love them so much when I was growing up. Loved EPs like more than albums because you can just like get in, get out. Yeah, can yeah. listen to it on a quick car journey,
2: and I usually find they're a bit tighter than albums, a bit more um, to the point. Also frees up a band a bit, like they're they're a not bit more like... experimental. It's like, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's not. Oh, that's not our main thing. When Pantera released The Walk. I don't know where I'm going with that No When Pantera released the Walk single uh, They always had like It was like an EP's worth of songs And they had like different mixes on. Oh did they?
0: Yeah Yeah Alright Okay You'd sort of get away with that But not really Name another EP Anyone Ever made (laughs) 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 Yeah That's right Get Up Kids Alright What what was the Get Up Kids one called? It's got a brown cover Four Minute Mile? No, that was <laughs> an album. Fucking album. Yeah. Oh, it's got
2: Mass Pike on it.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know the title. It's got a picture of like a, a bit wheat. of wheat on it. And it's called... The Wheat EP. Karong. Oh, ah, mate, go on. So, uh, yeah, I know. About the ghost thing. Is that all the, all the news? All we all don't know anything. Yeah, but
2: us in the ghost community. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how many ghost groups you're a part of.
0: Oh, mate. Oh, well,
2: after the Metallica one, I joined up a load of Metallica groups as well. Um I'm sick of hearing about Metallica. I need to get out of some of them. They
0: do come up on your feed, <laughs> frighten and mouths. Like, But well, there's we, nothing else
2: but uh, Metallica, Metallica.
0: The Nirvana one is well funny because, like, it's just people saying what tracks better, Um "Rape Me" or Yeah This Apprentice," and and that's it. That's the question. And then you get like 400 answers, I'm like Jesus, fuck off already. Or it'll be that meme where it's the guy sitting in the chair,
2: like. Rape Me is the best Nirvana song. Proved me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God. Okay. Um, Dio's going on tour in hologram form again oh, in 2019. No, no. Hundred shows throughout the year. No. Yeah. With Ripper Owens.
0: <laughs> what? Well, that don't make any sense. I, what?
2: I don't even know how that will work because Ripper's a singer, isn't he? Yeah. And Dio is also a singer. Allegedly. Um. So yeah, I'm not quite sure how it's going to be, but I'm hoping they might that might get announced for download because that's a bit sort of
0: cool isn't it? Ripper Owens is always like whenever there's any news about Dio he always like is quoted you know how like the singer from Slipknot he's got an opinion about everything and it'll be like his name's uh, Corey Taylor sorry Cor- Corey thinks this uh, but whenever it's a Dio bit of news it's Ripper why is that are they
2: related is it his uncle
0: I don't know Let, let's just go with it yeah he is, he is his uncle More (laughs) (laughs) news? No, finished. So, what? You finished? Would would you go and see Dio as a hologram? Did we do that? Do you know what? Before I wouldn't, but now I would if it was cheap. How do you think he goes on tour? Do you think they have like a disc with
2: Dio on it and they put it on a tour van and it drives to the next venue, or do they just put Dio in a Dropbox and
0: upload (laughs) him at the next gig? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's it's got to be bells and whistles, projection shit because it does look. Like from where it was filmed, like there's the footage on YouTube. Did you catch it yet? Yeah, yeah. It does look real, sort of. So it can't just be like a a quick fix. It's got to be projection sort of screens everywhere. It's got to be a big job. I'm not saying it's cheap to do, but I wouldn't spend a, a decent amount of money seeing it. Wasn't ever really a Do fan anyway. So it's not on a two gigabyte SD card, Oh, mate. Oh yeah. That'd be good. You could like have him in your own room. Yeah. How far away is that technology? You wouldn't want Dio, though, would you? You'd have like, I'll have Kiss in ten years when they're all dead.
2: I'd have seven of nine from Star Trek.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd I'd have seven of nine of Star Trek. Um, We could um, both have her. Moving swiftly on, uh, I got the new cancer this week. I thought you were going to say
2: cancer bats. No. Oh, the new album. Uh, Yeah, Shadow Grip. And it's
0: 13 years since they've released an album. I love their logo. I love the idea of them. But if you played me them, I wouldn't know what they sound like because I've never once heard them. Never once. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough.
2: Well, this is getting good reviews everywhere, so I thought I'd open my copy. Wicked. Um, If I'm completely honest, it took me a while to get into it. Nothing was reaching out and grabbing me. It was just old-school death metal. Um so mid-paced mid to high paced standard sort of stuff until one song came along called crime so vile and you know sometimes you're listening and listening and just something reach, reaches out and grabs you and yeah. then you suddenly go back and you're like the rest of it is pretty good as well what's the track called crime so vile okay. so listen to a couple of songs and think mm. and then listen to crime so vile and it was just something about the lyrics and the guitars and the drum beat and they all came together to make a song.
0: Was it like a lot of the sort of new style death metal? No. That is, so that, that that's clicky, n- horrible n- none production? No, that's that. great. Okay, I'll uh, give it a listen then. Yeah,
2: it's like pro- proper old school.
0: Wicked. Okay.
2: Um, yeah, so they've got this song, Crime So Vile, and you can actually hear what he's saying in the lyrics. So I'm not sure it was actually referring to, but it talks about a child being dead, a missing file, and all this sort of stuff. And I was it actually maybe like, piece together a story in my head, which was quite cool. And then I sort of jumped onto the track of, oh, could he be singing about the Maddie McCann going missing? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, and? Did you
2: research? I did some research uh, and I couldn't find any, because it's quite new out. I guess, yeah. Um, and I didn't have time to read interviews. And you played with them at Damnation last week.
0: Did you get a chance to watch them? I didn't. And I don't think a lot of other people did because... Um, they're, a fire alarm went off like so they're a really unfortunate band like two instances i can think of so this damnation like they they were playing i think they were mid set fire alarm goes off That's, oh that, that
2: was happens that was in their set yeah
0: so yeah when you said to me like spookily uh, oh uh, were you were, were, were your set okay or whatever it was uh, cuz i heard the fire alarm went off and i was like how the fuck is going off right now how the hell do you know what's going on? and then um and it was like, oh, everyone's come out and said, oh, that's it for cancer. Like, they, they lost lost their the rest of their no. sets. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. So that happened. It also happened at the end of Mold. They had to lose one song. Because it happened to Palm Reader a year or so last yeah, year. Didn't yeah, yeah. And we were sound checking at the time. So it, it, it didn't actually bother us because I cut our sets short anyway because I don't like doing long sets. But worse than that was... Last year I think it was, maybe the year before, we got flown over to play a festival in Sweden and cancer were on the plane after us. Oh really? Yeah, so that gig was completely cancelled because it was the first time in 22 years that there'd been a terrorist attack in Sweden and it happened literally across the road from where we were playing. So it sort of fucked that gig completely all the curtains like massive black curtains came up police were telling us to stay in the building there's your exit sort of thing fucking scary stuff and then um, poor cancer like I think they were a band that hadn't yet been paid so they were yeah they were due to be paid after the show Whereas, obviously, we'd sorted it all out before. So, like, God knows how that got sorted for them. I hope they, like, got their fights at least paid and, and all that business. But, like, what? And I just thought to myself, fucking hell, man. That is so bad. Poor cancer. And then that happens yesterday or the day before... Like, well, man, they're they're an unlucky band. Hmm. Well, my
2: last little sign off for that segment was going to be: I think this is going to propel them this album. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it's getting loads of great press, so I think they'll be in uh, a lot of festivals, and we'll be seeing them about quite a lot over the next sort of twelve months. But if they're that unlucky, maybe we won't.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm going to definitely listen to them myself now. As I say, I've always been putting it off, but like just as soon as you said, it's not that new wave sort of clicky. Oh, production. not at
2: all. That's what I was expecting, and I was like pleasantly surprised, definitely.
0: Yeah. And also exciting that you can hear what he's saying like when he's singing. I like that shit in death metal. Yeah. Okay.
2: The other... I only got one more record this week, uh, which is... How do you say it? I'm going to say Shapes, but it's written Shuvapes. <laughs> oh, let's say Shuvapes. Uh, Pez. <laughs> Greater Than is the new album. Okay. I was sort of aware of this band, because I think they... Like you said, they previously... Been on Holy Raw,
0: haven't they? I, I do believe there's like a single on Holy Raw that I've got, yeah. but I could be thinking of someone else with like a silly V in the name rather than an A. There are a few stupid bands if we put too many letters in their band name, yeah. brackets around it and stuff.
2: It's pathetic. Um, yeah, I'd never actually physically heard them before, that was for sure. They're from Birmingham on Spine Farm Records, and it's very modern metal. Uh, and this, what really pounced out at me at first. Was Do you remember the band Let Live? Yeah, again, I couldn't get into them, but everyone loved them. Yeah, I really liked Let Live. That first album was fucking incredible. And this is that sort of... It's got almost like a hip-hop swagger to it, especially in the vocals, without being rap, but it's got that sort of atti- attitude to it. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, it definitely reminds me of Chester from Linkin Park. In a good way or a bad way? In just the way his voice is. It doesn't, it's not like I'm trying to rip them off or anything, but it's got that sort of style. Uh, it's a weird one. I also get a lot of the energy and the riff style of Refused, Like big explosive riffs, but with little electronic bits in there. Which again, a bit
0: like Linkin Park, very slick, lots of electronic-y bits. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. If they were playing Download next year, you're going to Download... Is that a band that you would pencil in, I'm going to see them? 100%. Wow, okay. And another little bit of,
2: because um, these are obviously quite a little band, so they've only got 10,000 likes on Facebook. Right, okay. Uh, so you know you can judge the sort of size. Like, if um, you say about going to see them, they're playing Tunbridge Wells Forum. Oh, so that, that's the sort of size they are. Okay. They're also playing at the Anvil in Bournemouth, very cool venue. Love that place. Uh, over the, they're on tour from the 15th to the 20th of November. And they're supporting Bullet for my Valentine as well, but before
0: that, and they have some quite big shows, yeah. but they're like first on a four-band bill sort of thing. Oh, man, that, that sort of... I'd, I'd love to play like Brixton Academy and things like that, but when I've seen like four-band bills at Brixton... No one's going to be there, are You're playing I? in front of maybe 200 people that really don't give a shit, and the venue's like so empty. Oh, mate,
1: yeah. I don't Even think I've Salt ever Health seen
2: a four bands at Brixton. I think two's the most, maybe three. Oh, yeah. Incubus, pit shifter incubus then limp biscuit should i have admitted to that definitely
0: <laughs> right it's a podcast <laughs> on its own
2: i think this band are going to be vomited out into the mainstream pretty big because they're on spine farm now and for a bit of cred they've got do you know the band trivium yeah matt heffy the guy yeah. good looking guy he sings on it does a rap on one of the songs
0: he is well into underground metal. Yeah. Like, so, like, really backing all these bands, like Venom Prison. Yeah. Um, uh, Conjurer guys have been, like, uh, photographed having cuddles with him. Um, yeah. Well, he's done uh <laughs> <laughs> He's done Shapes of
2: Solid by doing a, a rap on one of their songs. Um, okay, and I'm not too into rapping no. and metal. I didn't know he
0: rapped Trivium, Mr. <laughs> Trivium, rapped anyway. Uh, but th- that's cool for him to do that for a little band from Birmingham. Yeah, if anyone wants me to rap on one of their records, I'm well up for that. I can ruin anything, anything at all. Well, we got a very special um
2: set of what about my news? Oh, I didn't really give a fuck about your news. Oh, mate,
0: fuck you. Let's rewind. <laughs> So, have you done anything? No, thought not. <laughs> I've got I've got some news. Okay, so, first of all, you mentioned Spine Farm, right? New Puppy single. Have you heard it yet? Yeah. I am getting earwormed into that. Nah, uh, They're a good band, I told you. I love them. I didn't... The EPs, I could give two shits about. But, really? Uh, yeah, like and, and then they released... I think they had an EP, re-released it when they got signed to Spine Farm. Uh, and then I just thought, yep is shit I don't like it this new song I, I just don't get how fucking good it is and it's making me think I really didn't listen properly to that EP yeah the EP is awesome. I've downloaded the EP before that Also, oh, there was two EPs yeah okay. Uh, and that's not as good
2: but I think it's called volume two is absolutely amazing the songs are proper hookers okay they'll get their hooks in you I did yeah you, I made another song called
0: Hooks in You that was awful yeah I think they had a song called Proper Hookers <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah I went to Damnation and the the funniest thing happens right uh, <laughs> it's great so I'm at the merch desk I, I didn't get to see any bands except us so yeah I'm sitting at the merch desk uh, we we did really well on the merch and like uh, I, I sort of like shocked It's like oh fucking hell great that's good news and then you sort of chill you haven't got to worry about anything because everything's paid for and like great then someone comes up to me shakes my hand and does that thing on their chest and they were like that was earth shattering like they were so moved like they can't believe how incredible it was okay and i'm like okay here we go and i thank you so much yeah and lovely thank you and like and then they were going. I haven't heard thrash like that since like the the late eighties. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. And and then then they were and then the bloke was like, yeah, mate. What have you got? What have you got? I, so it was female and a, a bloke. Should have like put that straight. Anyway, so they, they, what have you got? What other t-shirts have you got? Have you got XL and all that? And I'm showing them. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as I point to the t-shirts, they realised that it's Ooh. the wrong band that they've just gone up to me, shaking my hand, touching their chests. And (laughs) it was great. It was the thrash metal band next to me. And uh, yeah, so they're called Insanity Alert, right? And I checked them out afterwards. They're fucking great. And I wish I'd seen them. But yeah, so I just thought it's really weird because... Do they look like you? No, no, nothing like me. They're like, uh, I don't know, they just look like thrash metal maniacs. Well, you look like a fresh metal maniac. Well, maybe I do. But yeah, I don't look like I'm in that fucking band. <laughs> they what they did was so good. When they pointed to the t-shirt and then realized instead of like um going, "Oh shit, I'm so sorry," you know, or anything like that. They were so mortified. I was just like had the biggest beaming <laughs> smile, right? And they were so mortified, they drifted off. And spoke to each other quietly, and then just walked really fast away, away, <laughs> and didn't return. They didn't buy anything from this Insanity Alert. Band. So you've lost Insanity <laughs> Alert a sale and stolen their glory. Mate, it was so like they were they were literally you could see in their face like instead of being like embarrassed, they were mortified. they would like, oh god, because they, they must have thought they've built me right up and they're going to really let me down. I, I, I could give a shit. It was great. And then this similar thing happened the week before, like Boss Keloid, where we were going on tour with them, they went onto the stage, I think in Leicester or somewhere like that and said, hello, we're Ohms. And then after they finished, a couple people came and bought Ohms stuff, no. thinking it was them. But instead of me saying, no, no, I just took their money. It's like, yeah, take- <laughs> have that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that's the way it rolls. You know, don't, don't fucking do it. But yeah, that was funny. That was that was the festival for me. I really enjoyed myself. It was good. Uh, Next up is uh, some uh, some new music. Now, I've really been listening to the new Yoko Ono. Doesn't surprise me. Fucking bell end. So, I was putting it on in the van. Everyone fucking hated it.
2: Of course they did. It's Yoko Ono. I'm like, oh man. She's only
0: famous because she was
2: with John Lennon. No,
0: not at all. Not having it. She, it's had she, well. She is uh, an artiste, but I've listened to it so much that I fucking hate it now. I've burned myself <laughs> out within two weeks. Like it's all I've been listening to, and like I put it on this morning, like because I wanted to talk about it and get into it. Every single track was just like fuck this. I don't like it. What was I thinking? It's like hit me like a ton of bricks. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything but that, but how weird never happened to me before with a record that I'm like man this is great track after track and then I put it on like all in a row rather than like just dipping in and oh mate I'm not having it Uh, luckily I listened to a band called Marduk Murdoch Uh, they've got a song called or an album called Christ Raping Black Metal it's a song is it just a song yeah it's well good I've been listening to it a lot and whatever they are racist are they? Of course they are. fucking Black metal. No, not all black metal's racist. Marduk is. Only 64% of black metal's racist. Look it up. Put in Marduk racist. <laughs> I'm going to be validated here, you Different Times podcast listeners. I know you're shouting, right at the mic going, no, they're not racist. How dare you, Daniel? How could you say that? And the answer is... Marduk revealed ties with Neo-Nazi Party. (sighs) National
2: Socialist Black Metal Wikipedia. Are
0: you sure? Well, that new Slipknot shit, anyway. Yeah. yeah.
2: What was, I was like quite looking forward to it in a weird way, because they're playing downloads, yep. and I'm going to try and see a bit of them, and they've got a new song uh, sort of they were vibing about, saying, oh, yeah, it's the heaviest thing we've ever done. And I'm thinking, oh, cool, this is going to fucking annihilate them. It's going to be awesome. And it was just another Slipknot song to me. Didn't seem particularly heavy. But then all I've been listening to recently, heavy-wise, is the new Anal Nafrak, and there's never going to be anything better than heavier than that. They played,
0: right? Um, Oh, and you didn't watch? No, no, no. The rest of the band did. And they said it was a... uh, The sound was a mess. It would need to be... For the new album,
2: especially, it would need to be well-sounded out by a sound man. (laughs) Well-sounded
0: out. That's the term. And, yeah, they said it was like a clusterfuck at the beginning. And the band weren't even sure in places what was going on. So... I didn't get to see so I'm not going to judge but I've read a review today and I got a good review so mm, I, maybe it depends it's, where you were the, it's so all over the place that new album and I don't
2: know whether one guy recorded it or two guys made it and then the band plays it and maybe they had quite, hadn't got it tight enough yet or what but I definitely definitely want to see them Marduk a racist that's what I said I can't I'm not having it
0: damn it well they're just neo-nazis then like you Damn it. They're just like Hitler documentaries. Documentaries. I noticed last week's episode, man, there's a lot. Can I pull it up every time you say something weird? Yep. Because I normally get the shit for this, but you're coming out with some of them. As you get more and more tired throughout the evening. I (laughs) am very tired. The words just splutter out all wrong. Like it. What are we doing today, anyway?
2: We're talking about two magazines that are both the same magazine, but a different issue. It's not a magazine though, it's a Craig Ashton fanzine. What do you mean a Craig Ashton fanzine? It's
0: one that Crave get Crave. Craig (laughs) (laughs) gets So Craig Ashton, uh, we mentioned it last week how he came up to me at a show and said, You and Dan, and I was like, Okay, I love your podcast, okay. And again, that guy uh, that came up to us in Damnation and said the same thing. Thank you very much. Where's Dan, he said. I, s- I said, Dan will be there on Saturday morning, like always. And that's what I said. Craig Ashton gave me this envelope. In it was episodes... Episodes? I'm going with that. Episodes of Backlash. Now, this was given to him by Jack and Dino. I thought he bought it at a... An eBay... So, yeah, it's like an eBay... Jack and Dino put on eBay or some... Auction site, so all his grunge. Yeah, all his grunge shit when he was like freeing up space. Uh, it's, that's what I, I'm led to believe from a Google search. Could be wrong. You could only have so much grunge before you have to get rid of it. I, was, I guess so. And you know like, He's like the king of grunge. Like He had a hand in inventing the whole fucking thing. So what a, what a little legend that this Craig is that he's gone and... Bought like four, four issues. We chose a couple of the issues uh, to talk about with you today. Now, th- surprisingly, there ain't too much in them, is there? Um, no, they're quite thin.
2: Um, we got two episodes. One from 1989, so sort of pre-grunge explosion. And one from n- uh, March 91 when grunge was exploding. Yeah, mid-explosion. Pre and post-grunge. The bit I got the most out of, obviously, was the Nirvana well, let's not go there yet. Let's oh, start Let's
0: start in 89.
2: I was already going there.
0: We don't want to go back. Do we want to go back? We are
2: time travellers.
0: All right. We'll start in 1991 when the jishm of grunge exploded onto my
2: face. The issue in 91 uh, starts with a lovely little anecdote uh, from Dawn Anderson uh, about she pinched a dollar off Kurt Cobain and promised to put Nirvana on the front cover of Backlash one day and then... Two years later, uh, she's now worried that Kurt Cobain's not even going to want to be on the front cover of Backlash anymore, but obviously he does
0: and is. Yeah, I, um, I can't imagine being that in it at that time. Like That must have been insane. Like, Do you think she ever gave Kurt Cobain his dollar back, or he didn't need it? I don't know. I imagine she did, and then he went, no, nah, it's all right. <laughs> got I, I, I've got four dollars now. <laughs> don't, don't need your dollar. Yeah, but I thought the interview by... Uh, was it Dawn Anderson? It was pretty pretty fucking good. And it's pretty great time capsule because it's right at the period where they've just signed to Geffen.
2: Yeah, this was six months before Nevermind came out. That came out the September after. This is in the March. Jeez. And i got to be honest, you can tell at the time they fucking wanted it. They're talking about um, Sub Pop not giving them an advert and they say one line... Can you see an advert for bleach anywhere? Can you find one? It's like, oh, like you could tell they were hungry for it, and not like the laid-back slackers that, you know, reluctant stars yeah. that they
0: eventually became. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I also picked out of a, a line where Kurt said, "I like heavy metal as a concept." He like, likes it in theory. Yeah, that's what I thought straight away. I thought, oh, do you, Kurt? You fucking love metal. They also accused uh, David
2: Geffen Company, DGC Records. It uh, was part of Sony, was it? No idea. It's part of some big... Some big old bastards. But they accused them of um, having underground roots and links and credibility and stuff. Well,
0: I always um, remember them as the label that picked up Sonic Youth. Yeah. So yeah, so I was sort of like I thought embedded that in that stuff at the time. Geffen was sort of started
2: to be like the rock arm of... Or DGC was started to be the rock arm of Geffen Records, to go out and get like these sorts of bands.
0: Don't know. I don't know enough about it. I'm sure I've read about it, but it yeah. was so long ago. Reading all them books. Yeah, uh, and then the other nice bit was the
2: last bit about um, everyone being capitalist and on a money trip to get the right car and you know be able to go to a tennis club and all that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> which then the sentiment of that is obviously in the song breed we can plan a house we can have a tree and all that yeah that really it wasn't sung very well i'm not a good singer okay i'm a guitarist yeah and not a good one of those either but yeah that um when i read that it was
0: like ah that's what breed is about do you find, when that sort of shit happens, that it ruins it a little bit for you? Or do you not care anymore? It's been so long, you just, like, any bit new bit of info you can get is great. It's like finding a new drug. I was proper relieved when Dave slagged off a band. Because he's such a, now, a squeaky nice guy. And, like, he really gave a band called Great White a pasting. Um, uh, I, to the point where I, like, copied this little thing down. So he's... Uh, in the middle of the interview, right, he says, the worst thing in the world is trying to make an ugly guy look pretty. A photographer says, we just took a photo like that. Uh, it was five ugly, ugly guys wearing lipstick, and it was bad news. And then Dave Grohl, he says, like the singer for Great White. Have you seen that guy? He looks like the church lady. And they've got this video that starts out with him playing piano, and he's got these short, fat fingers with rings on every one. And then it pans up to his face and he's got this big nose and feathered hair. Fucking loser. At this point in time, he's never thinking I might be at an awards ceremony
2: with this guy, is he? <laughs> <laughs> that's why he can slag him off. Like nowadays he wouldn't because he might bump into him at the MTV Awards. <laughs> you
0: would think Dave Grohl would even be more like Catty. I love it when bands like actually speak their mind like, and don't worry about shit that's going to come down on them. Like, music has got... Like, getting doing this podcast has made it really clear that the older you go back in time, the more bands just didn't give a shit about what they said. Or, maybe it works out that the editors let things just go to, like, sell magazines, where now they're always worrying about presses nowhere near what it was. We don't want to catch shit and not have advertising, perhaps. But... Yeah, I, that, I really got that out of that interview that like they didn't care about what they were saying. They were just being really honest. It was really nice to see them like, fresh, really excited about releasing this new album. Like Giving Sub Pop some disses was good. Yeah, they said yeah. the bit about getting a big contract
2: and they didn't even bother to read it. They just went and got a lawyer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's fair enough. I'd at least have a read. <laughs> I wouldn't understand it all. Like with the, with our contract, I looked at it, didn't understand anything. Didn't sign it, though. Good move, right? Yeah. What else? Well, I can see your computer screen for me,
2: and you've got Epitaph advert, which I loved as well. That was well cool. I loved but it, how? Because yeah. that's like a total... At the time, that's California, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah, fucking hell, yeah,
0: you're right. How did that get to Seattle? Maybe they just paid for an ad in... In the Seattle fanzine. Because at the time, Backlash, um, looking at the history of it, was known throughout um, America as being the fanzine to be in for the Seattle scene. So, like, bands that were coming through, you would always see, like, the adverts for their gig in town. Like, uh, there was a Misfits advert, I saw, no, Danzig. Danzig, yeah. yeah. Uh, So there was a Danzig advert in there uh, for for him coming through town, etc., etc., um, it wasn't just some shitty little fanzine um it was it was big deal by by ninety one for sure. I don't know about earlier on than that though maybe it was because of that grunge explosion that, uh, that the yeah that were was the up.
2: yeah the that was the Seattle fanzine at the time they probably were starting to send them all over the country all over the world, wouldn't they but this
0: week, what I've been doing is because I don't know a lot of the bands that are in this I just don't know them so I had a little listen to them all did you uh, dig any anywhere in it no ok right well, well you this. said you were doing it <laughs> you fucker uh, but I could be wrong uh, on the epitaph advert right there was a band I'd never heard of um, a band called Instead although it's I-N-S-T-E-D um, Instead uh, that's auto corrected I couldn't get it actually to say instead I don't know how to work my autocorrect. So. I'll teach you later thanks mate yeah I
2: have heard of them, but mm, they were really? sort of like, yeah, when, because obviously when I got into punk and got well into Epitaph Records, you'd look through the back catalogue mm. of everything. But it was, again, it was at the time when you couldn't just go, oh yeah, instead I'll jump on the internet and find that. And so
0: I'd, I knew they had existed, but I've never heard them. It sounded to me on first listen like a bad album that come out on Revelation. So you know, Revelation was pretty hit and miss for me. Um, but, epitaph because i never delved deep into the catalogue I, I went mental deep on fat records but never on epitaph uh oh see that was like a progression for me i went
2: from all oh, epitaph everything on there's called cool. oh, fat records that's cool as well and then on to
0: nitro and kung fu and all the smaller ones you were you were fucking proper neck deep within like like all that stuff at the time like you 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 even had a skateboard and could skate you know. I was pretty cool. Do you remember you laying me down? I remember this. You laying me down on the beach saying, look, I'll jump over you with my skateboard. And I was like, yeah, alright, that sounds cool. And instead of going over my body, you went over my head. Do you really? remember that? <laughs> you don't remember that. I, I sometimes wake up like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like One little thing where you would have fucked that up would have killed me, just killed me dead. I must have been trying to impress some girls. Well, you, you oh, I don't know. I I, I can't forget it skateboarding over my head and I was expecting it to go over my body motherfucker yeah anyway instead terrible album this like it sounds awful you can get it on Spotify and give it a listen they were quite big at the time as well not like a a massive deal they were like the second tier of Epitaph bands but still like I'd never heard of them but like looking them up researching listened to the album twice for my sins and I got nothing out of it like ruined a bath Ruined a fucking bath. Uh, so that's them. They're a little bit like uh, Suicidal Tendencies Without the Hooks. A little bit of Chrome Mags in there, a little bit of Seven Seconds. The only Seven Seconds song I like is
2: 1441. Oh, is that them?
0: Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, I like I Seven think. Seconds. Never heard of them, but just because Dennis loves them. Yeah. So by default, Seven Seconds are a winner. Fair enough.
2: I see you got the beat happening bit there. What I didn't like about that is she said they're like primed to be a massive band
0: because they're so poppy
2: and good. And It's like you know that Calvin Johnson would
0: never have let that happen. It was a weird thing to read. Like, um, I got into Beat Happening like earlier than this new record, but I for some reason only listened to the first album, I didn't care about what was coming out after that. So maybe I've moved on. I can't, I can't think of where I was going with it, but I did get this album once it uh, once they broke up and it's called dreamy come out on sub pop it's a good review in there but like dan says like she is priming them like for, for like stardom She's going, this band's gonna be the one sort of thing and clearly it didn't happen exactly what you said like how would calvin johnson deal with that i've no idea do you remember when we saw him in broadstairs just yeah. playing in the middle of the street holding a guitar the worst thing about that, right, was there was my phone went off and I had the phone in my backpack pack, <laughs> right. And he's just an acoustic guy and like my hero. I've got K Tattoo like, which is his record label, uh, on my arm. And the guy is playing a foot in front of my face in a, a tiny little square, a lovely little square with houses surrounded him in Broadstairs, right. It was Folk Week, wasn't Folk it? Week, yeah, just an unofficial like performance. Spine tingling, like this is a guy that I've adored for years, and like here he is in front of my face. right? my phone goes, Brr, it's fucking <laughs> the worst ringtone as well. Right? And I'm like, oh shit, that's my, my ringtone. <laughs> They'll hang up. They did not hang up. It kept going to the point where people were looking around. Calvin's like a trooper just going going through the song. Um, Claire's looking around, and I'm like, oh, this is the worst. <laughs> Please stop ringing me. Please stop ringing me. And um, I I couldn't move my back because people would know, oh, he's moved and the sounds moved. So I just stood there. And I I did this thing where I looked up at someone's window as if I was pissed off that they'd left their phone ringing up up on that window in the house. And, like, so I think I got away with it. And uh, at the end of the song, everyone clapped. And I just put my hand in my bag. and went, I do Fuck. That was so embarrassing. At the end, I was so nervous. I've never done this before with someone. I went to shake his hand, and my hand was shaking.
1: Oh, really? Like, you've
0: never done that Bloody before hell. with anybody. Like, I was so like, in awe of this guy. I was like, literally like, hello. And I was like, oh, that's pathetic. <laughs> I wanted to show him my tattoo, give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, thank you for changing my life, Calvin. Instead, I just went like, your music really means a lot to me. Thank you. And I walked off, and I was like, oh, man. I can't believe my phone went off. <laughs> but yeah, this this dreamy album, right? It's a lo-fi mess of an album, right? I don't really like it. Uh one of the, the in the review, she says that um the lyrics uh, and rhymes they sound like a Dr. Seuss nightmare. And it, when she said that, like that makes total sense. Yeah, I like that line. That was cool. Yeah, so yeah, that's it's sort of I don't know. It sort of put me in a, a good mood because like clearly they didn't break through. And in fact, Calvin Johnson's just got a new album that came out two weeks ago now. One listening, it's pretty good. Um He's got another band called Dub Narcotic Sound System. Um, I like them. M- yeah. Much prefer them to Beat Happening. Yeah, well... Make it fucked up. Yeah, exactly, man. What a fucking tune. That, that, he's a song from this year. I don't want to talk about it too much because it probably will be... It probably will be in my top ten at the end of the year. It's really good. Really good, the new So, and it's a Calvin Johnson solo? No, this is the Dub Narcotic. He's done one Dub Narcotic single this year and a whole album of his own stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, That's all I got from that issue. Uh, Did you get anything else from the 1991 issue, Dan? No? That's it? Right, okay. So, we're going to go back. Right. So, this is before grunge... Jismed. This was when it was bubbling. right? I don't, <laughs> let's leave that image there. Uh, Metal Church is on the cover. Please tell me you listen to anything at all by Metal Church. Oh, Daniel! That, that, they can't see you shake your head. Go, no. That is, he's just looking at me like I'm some sort of fruit. Okay, so they're on the front cover. They're from Aberdeen, Washington. right? When I was a nipper... I loved Metal Church, Dan. Uh, they were... they were. I considered them a thrash band, and no one else did, including them. But they, I lumped them in with like Metallica, Anthrax, all that, because the production was so on it, and the songs were so catchy. Uh, they were just a little bit slower. They weren't doing a speed metal thing. I know you look a bit bored, <laughs> but... Uh, no, I was just waiting until I can talk, because you've been going on. Oh, well, okay, well... The, what did you, did you read at least the Metal Church thing? Unbelievable, he's <laughs> shaking his head. Metal
2: Little Church for me are one of those bands that got caught up in the whole, when the grunge thing happened and like anything from Seattle was cool. Yeah. It was like, oh, Metal Church, they're from Seattle, they must be grunge, listen to it. Oh, that's not yeah, so like good. Yeah, like Queensryche, that, there was Queensryche yeah. and them. Um, I'm and for- screaming Trees as
0: well. Fucking yeah. hell, man, don't do That Screaming Trees were like, they weren't that great, but they, they were they definitely grungy. They weren't. They had like styled hair and dressed in nice jackets. No, jacket. they were big fat fuckers with um, with plaid shirts. They were. <laughs> My wife just seized. They. Were, you get a photo up. Put in screaming trees, 1989. Like Mark Lanigan, like was so obese. Like, he's really, like, got himself together. See? Oh, there's a couple of fat guys. One looks like Tad. Come on. Now, that ain't a fucking slick band. Look at them. Well, I'd never... They're they're not
2: grunge! (laughs) Didn't Mark Glennigan, we saw him advertised somewhere where we played. I think it was uh, one of the festivals on the October tour last year.
0: Yeah, when been... he's doing the rounds. He released an album this year. It's pretty dark. It's pretty um, uh, morose. But I, I don't know. He's... Oh, you've heard it? Yeah, I've listened to it a few times. It was rated really well on the Riot, uh, Riot Act podcast. Um, Never heard of it. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they did a, a really like good review. So I downloaded it, listened to it once all the way through and didn't... Um, uh, ...didn't keep it, I just deleted it off... ...because it's just too long, man... ...I hate albums that are long... Um, ...and don't have something that grabs me straight away... ...but Metal Church... ...I can see what you're doing... ...you're trying to get me off track... Right? ...Metal Church, they are dead proud of their record on this uh, issue... ...I first heard of them in 1988... ...they had an album called The Dark... Right, ...that's the one I'm going to recommend... If you are uh, into thrash metal but don't like it too thrashy to the point where it's actually not thrash metal but the logo looks thrashy, then then I recommend them. Uh, Yeah, so a couple years later uh, after it came out is when I got it. I loved it. Pretty much straight away they dropped the new album which they're talking about here called Blessing in Disguise. Didn't like it at all but I did a bath, two baths this week. Blessing in Disguise was my second bath and... It was well good. I'm going back on it. I've actually um, got it on eBay. Oh, wow. Vinyl. Found found it for six quid. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah, vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, got excited about that. So, mm, okay. They have a brand new single out that uh, came out a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, so bringing it right up to date. You see what I've done? I'm smooth. We're time travellers. Mate, it's not very good. It's called Out of Balance. It's Pretty okay. It's got a playful chorus, which really put me off it. The verse is pretty good, but like the the chorus is a bit too.
2: Have they changed production sound a lot? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. That's why you
2: don't like it. Could be. I'm already sensing that's why you don't like it.
0: It It's it's. I just want it. Have the
2: drums got a bit clicky?
0: A little bit clicky. Yeah. It's not full on shit, but you know. Uh, Anyway, that's that. Blood Circus. This is another band that was in in this. Did you did you have you even heard of Blood Circus? Nope. So they were like a fourth tier band, like a nothing band. I couldn't find anything on Spotify, so I had to go onto uh, onto YouTube to find them. Now I, I I was all of a sudden thinking I've missed a whole ton of grunge shit here, and I don't think I did. Didn't miss out on anything. Like the the EP is called Primal Rock Therapy, sub pop again, but it's just really so so, and well, like it sounds like it should be in the area, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kurt um gave them praise. Like there was one of the the, the books that I read um, about Nirvana where he talks about them in one of his interviews, and I always made a mental note I'll hear them. And clearly I haven't because they're not on Spotify, but I did give them a listen, and yeah, it was so it was so so. It's raw punky garage stuff. Um, Jack and Dino produced it there's a nice little tie in but then again he produced pretty much everything at that time in 89 because he was like cheap and like the only studio in town (laughs) Um, it's good but nothing stood out and that is really all I got from the, the fanzines you didn't get the Defenders the reggae band Right, so I didn't want to.
2: I I thought you'd be into that because you recommended me that reggae band the other week, didn't you? The slackers, the slackers. Slackers. No, no, no. no. It wasn't the slackers. It was someone else. Oh, interrupters! Interrupters. That's right. right. Potential. So I thought you might have latched onto that. Didn't didn't even listen, did you? Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's reggae. (laughs) But what grabs me more about it was a story about the uh, bass player went back to Kingston and fucking got stabbed and died. What? Yeah. Why didn't I read this one? Because you don't like stabbings. Oh, man. And the but album... How would that affect you as a band? Your bass player goes, see you later. Next thing you know,
0: he's dead. Did they replace him? I, I think it was too soon. Oh shit! Okay, she's is so, like whoa. Oh well, I'll read that before we send them back then to Craig because I've got it on ha- photo. Ha- <laughs> it took a it took a good search, but I got the stabbing on photo. <laughs> no, I got the page of the magazine on photo. Oh, of course. I'm not yeah, gonna go searching for stabbing <laughs> pictures. Am I? You ever search for like um, Kurt Cobain's like proper death pictures? I've done seen
2: that? the only one I've ever seen is the one where he's you just see his leg. Yeah, I don't the, want to the,
0: see that. the famous one. There was one of the documentaries where it had all the, like, how could the gun have landed this way um, if he fired it? Like, if he killed himself, like, the the gun couldn't possibly have been where it was. we
2: have just decided to do a point five on Kurt Cobain conspiracies. That
0: would be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> we can't do that. Why? Well, that last Kurt Cobain one we did sort of touched on it. And I got from from it that who are we to, to say anything, you know, it's an insult to Courtney, it's an insult to Kurt. Or it's really damning to Courtney, and it's really damning to Kurt. You're not gonna win anyway. Yeah, you're not set trying to win, you're
2: just trying to look at the evidence and look at the different theories
0: out there. Well, I guess we could put a few weeks research in, come up with our own little train of thought but there's a couple of documentaries that already do it Nick Brubfield <laughs> not that one that guy's a turnip <laughs> um okay end result is these fanzines right for all the history and all the the legend i think they're pretty pretty flimsy like shaky things that are just put together and rushed out i don't think there's too much to them i think it's like a Stepping stone for the journalists involved. What did you think of them?
2: what well, they're exactly what they were—they're fanzines. So by their nature, they're always going to be a bit wonky. Yeah. But I fucking love them, and I would frame the
0: Nirvana cover and put that on my wall. That's the thing. I when I was holding it, when I was taking those photos that I sent you, I felt like I was holding history. Yeah, exactly right. It's a lovely thing, and I'd love to own it. Well, so, Craig, sorry, Craig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Craig. Thanks so much for that. One more time. Uh, really appreciate it. I will be sending these back to you, registered. Okay. I I can see that you've put a fir- He even like put a self-addressed, first large stamp on it.
2: Well, you have got it really, haven't you? Because you might not send it
0: back. Of course, I'm gonna send it back. I'm not. Hey, don't look at you me know. like that, Dan. Don't you look know. at me like that. Right. Okay. Um. Please. Do the old shit when you get off here. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I've said it before. I will. Well, fireworks. There's my dog going mad. If you got fireworks, don't be a dick. Just you know, bin them. Set fire to them. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, give us a five out of five rating, or four, or three, or two, or one. Just give us some. Um, give us some love. Feedback. Feedback yeah i i really gotta say thank you to the last uh, few people that have done it so i'm going to write them down and make sure that uh, uh you get name check next week because it really does help us uh, each week we can see like the the listenership going up and it's uh, we really appreciate it um dan you have been thinking of a final word this uh week haven't you yeah
2: it's
0: very busy this
2: week i'm i would used a lot of words throughout my daily conversations, but none of them seemed good enough to be the last word for the podcast.